0: Stress Management Workbook Stress Prevention. To introduce you to this stress prevention workbook, let's consider this analogy of a weed, or stress, in a garden of flowers, the rest of your life experience. Most stress management books and other stress therapies direct their attention on getting rid of the most noticeable parts of the weeds, the stems and leaves. They focus on the symptoms of stress that you can see, such as headaches, depression, irritability, insomnia, and many others. The hope is that by doing away with the leaves, the weed becomes less noticeable. There are many quick tips on how to cope with the weeds, or disguise the weeds, or even learn to live with the weeds. The problem with tips, or quick fixes, is that they don't solve the problem of how the weeds got into the garden in the first place. Because the cause of the weed remains unclear, other symptoms inevitably show up as more weeds surface somewhere else in the garden. The truth is that the weed isn't the problem. The problem is the seed. Thoughts are the seeds of stress. Remember, your thoughts always precede your emotions, and they always precede the activation of the stress response. The best way to get at the root of the problem of stress is to figure out how the weed seed lodged itself in the soil. Once you have this understanding, you recognize that you can do something specific to root it out and prevent a seed from lodging there again. This workbook, along with the mindfulness workbook and the stress prevention workbook, will help you do two things. The first is to understand how the seed got into the soil and what to do about it. The second is to learn how to get rid of the weeds that are already a part of the garden. Section 1. Stress Prevention Once there was a man sitting at the edge of a river. It was a wide and deep river with a swift current. After sitting for a while, he saw people floating down the river. As he continued to observe, he realized they weren't happily floating. They were struggling for their lives. The river was turbulent and had a dangerous undercurrent. This made it extremely difficult for people to swim to the bank to safety. The man quickly started doing all he could to try to help these unfortunate people get out of the river. He worked and worked until he used all of his energy and resources He saved a few, but he wasn't able to save everyone who desperately needed his help. Sadly, he watched as others fought to escape their demise. Hopefully, someone downstream might rescue them. Then a thought occurred to him. I should go upstream and stop these people from getting into the water in the first place. That would prevent this horrible problem. So he ran up the river, still watching the weary souls helplessly fighting the raging water. Soon he encountered a man who was tossing the people into the river. A large sign posted nearby said, Enjoy the most exciting ride of your life. People who wanted a quick thrill were lining up in droves, not understanding what their ultimate fate might be. They just did what everyone else was doing. Observing this, the man who had been downstream stepped in and immediately stopped the person from throwing in any more people, thus saving all those in line from certain peril. This rescuer had recognized there were two locations where he could help save people. One place was downstream, after the swimmers had already realized that they were in danger. The best place, however, where he could do the most good was the spot where he prevented them from being tossed into the river. Similarly, there are two places where you can successfully do something about your stress. The first place is before it begins. The second place where you can manage your stress is after the activation of the stress response has begun and you need to turn it off. The most valuable place and where you do yourself the most good is at the first place, that is, to prevent your stress before it ever starts. The purpose of this stress prevention workbook and the mindfulness workbook is to do just that, to teach you simple, powerful, and effective ways to prevent stress from happening in the first place. We know, however, That because people get involved in the events of life, they oftentimes forget how to keep the seeds out of the garden. At this point, they still need to know effective ways to turn off the stress after it has started. I will teach you how to do that in the stress reduction workbook. Stress begins with our thoughts. Let's review for a moment. All stress begins with your thoughts. It isn't what's happening out there that initiates the stress response. It's how you interpret what's happening out there that causes you to become stressed out. We call this our perception of a threat. If you think a situation will lead to some kind of pain, be it emotional, mental, spiritual, or physical, your stress response will turn on automatically to prepare for the potential pain. This potential pain is what we call a threat. Preventing stress is best done by focusing on your thoughts. I'll say this many times. When you eliminate the threat thought, you effectively prevent the stress response from turning on in the first place. How to eliminate threat thoughts. When you find yourself in a potentially stressful situation, you can ask yourself these four critical questions. 1. Am I really in danger? What is the perceived threat? Is the threat real? What is the likelihood of this threat actually happening? Of course, you have to answer this first question honestly, or it won't work. As I mentioned in the first workbook, The Science of Stress, you are seldom in situations where your life is in danger and rarely are you likely to experience any real physical pain. Therefore, the answer to this first question, am I really in danger, is almost always, no, I'm really not in any danger. Once you have that recognition, you can inform your nervous system and your hypothalamus that they don't need to make any physiological changes to help keep you safe. Question 2. Can I handle this? Again, honesty is essential. The correct answer is yes, but how can you know for sure that you can handle this situation without dying or having any pain? When pondering a potentially stressful situation, think about all of your past experiences. Recall similar events from your past that you have survived. It may not have been pleasant, but you'll quickly conclude that you can handle things, and probably better now because you have even more life experience and wisdom. Let's say, for example, that you have a big test coming up. You know that you have taken over 500 tests in your academic career and that you haven't been injured from any of them. Now you can say to yourself, Why should this one be any different? What about a job interview? If you have ever interviewed for a job or spoken in front of a group of people and not been hurt, you realize there is no reason why this interview should be any different. You can rest assured that you'll handle this one just as well as or better than all of the others. Again, you are teaching your mind to eliminate any notion of real threat. If you don't sense any threat, you won't activate the stress response. No stress response means you can follow through on any chosen activity without unnecessary tension or anxiety. You will probably handle the situation with a clearer mind and better thinking. 3. Is the perceived threat one that I can do something about? In other words, can you impact the situation so the perceived threat doesn't exist anymore? If you can, then take care of it. If you can't, there's no need to stew and fuss over it. Let me give you an example. Not too long ago, my family and I were staying at a condo in southern Utah in an enjoyable little town called St. George. It's one of our favorite places. As we were getting ready to go to sleep, we noticed a group of people gathering at another condo. As the event went on, we noticed these folks getting noisier and noisier. They were having a fun time. We tried our hardest to fall asleep, but it was too loud. It occurred to me that I could continue stressing about our inability to fall asleep and their noise, or I could simply contact the resort manager and let her take care of things. I grabbed the phone, discussed the situation with the night manager, and within a few minutes the noise had subsided considerably, and we were able to fall asleep. There are times when you can do something about the environment or the stressor. When those beneficial opportunities are available, take control of the situation. When you can't do anything to influence a situation, when the environment can't be changed, the best approach is to apply the tools you will learn in these workbooks. This leads us to the fourth question, the question that drives the rest of this workbook. Four. Can I think about this differently? Remember that all stress begins with the way you are thinking about something. Therefore, the correct answer to this question is always, yes, I can think about this situation in a different way that doesn't involve activation of the stress response. This idea is so central and important to our understanding of living a happier and less stressful life that we will spend the majority of this workbook explaining exactly how to do this. Let's use a simple example to show how, by asking these four quick questions, you can successfully prevent any stress from occurring. Traffic jams. Many people become stressed in traffic jams. The cars around them are going too slow, or not at all, and they have to be somewhere soon. Let's pretend that you are stressing out in a traffic jam. Question 1. Am I really in danger? If you analyze the situation accurately, very seldom does anyone get hurt in a traffic jam. The reason you're stressed rarely has anything to do with any life-threatening condition. You're stressed because you're late for something that you have decided is important. The traffic jam is getting in the way of you arriving at a particular time. Not getting there on time is the perceived threat. At no point during the traffic jam, however, are you in physical danger. There is no immediate threat while you're sitting there in the car. You're safe. When you arrive at your destination, you'll also be safe. You may have to deal with the consequences of being late, but most likely your life isn't going to be in any physical danger. So you've answered the first question. There is no real threat. Can you handle the traffic jam or being late without getting hurt? It may be uncomfortable, But people are late all the time. You've probably been late before and nothing physically painful happened. So you can handle it this time. Do you have any control over it? The answer is no. There's no way to control the traffic jam or being late. So why spend a lot of energy getting upset about it if there's nothing you can do? Can you think about this differently? The correct answer has to be yes. You could enjoy your favorite song on the CD player. You could watch other people's reactions and get a good laugh. You can take the extra time to plan your upcoming days or about some important ideas you haven't had time to develop. As you can see, you're free to think anything else you want to think about. And as long as the thought doesn't include any perceived threat, you won't turn on the stress response. Consider this. The next time you feel stress, See if there's a different way to think about it. Hint, there always is. For example, let's say you are a huge sports fan and your favorite team just lost the championship game. Rather than getting upset about the loss, here are a few other ways that you could think about the game. It was an exciting game. It's great that they made it to the finals. I had a fun time following all the exciting action of this year's team they'll be better next year. It's only a game. You can rethink any situation in the same way. As long as your different thought doesn't include a threat, you won't turn on the stress response or have emotions that are less than positive.